Oh, welcome back. Sorry, that's an enormous pee break. <laughs> it's a podcast, so like I spend honestly spend probably half the podcast thinking about how much I need to pee. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I go like immediately before the podcast starts. I still constantly need to pee. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, have you heard about the list of episodes for uh, Dark Side of the Ring, season three? Yeah, I've seen a few of them. Uh, we're getting uh, I'm Solomon and yes, uh, FMW. I'm super excited for the Collision in Korea episode. Oh, this is yeah, the one where the WWF went to WWF or WCW. WCW in New Japan uh, went to North Korea. Yeah, and one of the wrestlers was like talking on the phone about how much North Korea sucked, and suddenly the line cut. Mm-hmm. Cut out. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a good one. They've all been good episodes so far, to be honest. Really... Yeah. God, yeah. We're so sport. We're talking about how sport we were for the network before, how sport we are for um, documentaries now is another great thing. I do like me a good wrestling documentary. Part of me's thinking, though, in like 20 years' time, the wrestling documentaries aren't going to be as crazy or fun. You think? Oh, just because like. Wrestlers the wrestlers aren't, aren't crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like shoot interviews in 20 years' time is going to be. So, what did you get up to? I played video games. Cool. Yeah. And, and that's it. I'll be better for it. Like, I'd rather. Oh, yeah. Just kind yeah. of sat around at the back and played video games than doing lines of cocaine and hookers and yeah. stealing, I don't know, horse drawn carriages and riding them through Central Park and all the crazy, yeah. crazy adventures they got up to back then. It's a miracle some of these guys are still alive. It really is. The amount they drank and the amount of drugs they did back then. It is, yeah. <laughs> We're back. Are oh. we back? Yeah. Sweet. Cool. So, uh, sorry, Rob. You uh, returned to England. So how did you come to the decision to become a professional wrestler and make your way to wrestling school? Uh, well, I obviously it wasn't straight away. Um, I uh, used to play football for a Sunday league team, and um, that was where I met Dan McGee. And uh, obviously, we got along well in that. We weren't really that close. We maybe spoke every now and then, and and um, yeah, he went off and went went to another team and played with friends and that was uh, like to play with his mates and whatnot and that was kind of um the last time I'd seen him and whatnot and then obviously I had him on uh on social media and then I think about six months after uh maybe maybe longer than that actually um he shared a post of him having his first wrestling match and I was like oh, <laughs> that looks interesting so um yeah I went with a friend to uh to watch him and I was obviously thought you know when you go and you're like you know well this is going to be you know crap and <laughs> yeah. um and yeah I was pleasantly surprised that like how good it was and um and then yeah literally I messaged him uh, the following day and I was like oh how do I get in how do I get involved and yeah I think it was obviously the show was probably on like a, a Saturday or a Sunday and then um yeah, that Wednesday after I, I went to training for the first time, and that was oh. it. Was that at the Portsmouth School of Wrestling? Yeah, it was, yeah. Cool. So that was a really sudden decision from seeing it in person to 
Well, you, you know, know, again, like I said to you, when like when you're a kid and you're like, oh, this is something that's not attainable. Yeah. And then when you realise, like, I think I can't remember how old I was when I when I started, but I was I want to say around 27. And um, you know, when you're like, right, in, you know, if I'm going to get involved, like I've found out about it, I've got to do it as quickly as I can. Yeah, now or never. Uh, yeah, because you kind of think. Like time's not not on your side. Um, obviously, the you know the people that start super young, um, you know. Oh, don't you just it, hate them? It, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like the people that start in like their late teens, early twenties, you think, oh, you're so jammy. Because realistically, like I've spoken to a couple of people in the past, and like the wrestlers don't really tend to peak until they've been doing it for maybe like seven or eight years at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, some some obviously have a really like you see people that have you know only been doing it a handful of years if that um getting signed and whatnot early and and obviously that's all well and good and and obviously they'll learn because they'll have good coaches around them and, and whatnot um but uh i want to say i want to say it was charlotte said to me once um he said oh there's no rush he said trust me he said he said you know the people that get getting signed early that's absolutely fine like you know they'll do well because you know that's just it's the way it is, he said, but if you go somewhere and you've already got, you know, five, six, seven, eight years under your belt, um, he said, you've learned so much already. You'll go there with that bit more experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that shows for someone like him, you know, with his recent um, showing, obviously he's always wanted to, you know, get signed in the, and, um, and obviously he's just had his first showing with, uh, with NXT UK and, yeah, he'll probably, he'll probably feel like, even though he knows he's probably got to put some graft in now to to climb up the ladder um, in that in that particular area, he probably feels like he's, you know, well equipped to do that because of how long he's been doing it already. Mm-hmm. So, nice. um, what was? Can you remember what your first day at wrestling school was like? Was it scary? I want to say yes, but I don't think it was. I think I was so like mentally prepared for it um and i was so eager to be like you know i need to get this down quickly because i'd spoken to dan obviously you know i was like oh how long how long did it take you to get your first match and he was and uh, he did his in six months um and i was like right that's you know i've got to do it in six months um i can't you know wait any longer than that. And funny enough i did it in five <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh but yeah you know and obviously like um i always used to get um you know, Simmons and Corden always used to say to me that how quickly I pick things up. And I think I was like a super fast learner. Um, I think probably because of how like keen I was more than anything. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I picked obviously, you know, the, the basics up quickly and obviously, you know, you never, you know, you can pick them up, you never stop learning and like making those basics better, be it a bloody headlock or a, or a shoulder tackle. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you you can do them. You can learn how to do them for the first time, but you, you you don't do them great until you've been doing them for five years. You know what I mean? Like, um, but I picked all the basics up really well, and then, and then yeah, that was like pretty much it. Really, it was kind of circumstantial that I actually ended up with my first match because I wasn't supposed to do the show. Um, someone else was meant to. It was a, it was a tag match. Someone else was meant to be doing it, and uh, they had to pull out. I want to say for work or I can't really remember what it was. And then, yeah, I ended up, like, I'd already been told oh, if, 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 you know, if they can't do it, you're essentially the first person in line. And, uh, so you sabotaged the car. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Slashes yeah, tires. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, yeah, no, but you know when you're like, when you're like, oh, you're at training, you get told that. Mm-hmm. And the show's only maybe two weeks away or whatever it was. I think something like that anyway. And um, and they say, oh, well, you know, if if he if he turns up tonight, then obviously he's, he's going to be in. And you're like, and then he walks oh. through the door. <laughs> and like your heart sinks and you're like oh no and uh yeah and then yeah um you obviously went straight up to, to the coaches and was like oh i can't do it and obviously yeah they come over to me and uh and he was like yeah you, you're in mate and i was like yes like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah no it was um it was about it went about as well as it probably could have gone to be fair um Obviously, no one's first match is any good at all. Oh, God. But, no. but we got from A to B. It wasn't the worst match I've ever seen. We didn't really get a, a ton of criticism either. You know, obviously, everyone's always after asking for feedback. And we didn't get a ton of criticism, which was quite nice. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And uh, I've had a, I've probably had worse matches since, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I don't ever remember being, I can't say I was ever like scared. I think it probably goes through your head, but I think at the same time, I was probably so focused on doing it right. The bit, you know, the bit that worried me the most is when um, I don't, we don't really do it as much anymore, but obviously now after we do the warm up and, and take a few bumps and that um, we used to uh, stand around the ring and obviously work on a bit of like tech and chain wrestling and whatnot. Yeah, that was the bit text. that worried me the most. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, when you stand there and you're like, for the, the first time, you don't really care because you've not really been shown anything. So you're like, I can't really get in and do anything anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then they take you to the side with someone else and they teach you the, the bumps and whatnot. Um, but the first time I'd ever been taught how to do a wrist lock and a headlock, which is like the first two things you get shown, and then you get in and you're like, all I can do is a wrist lock and a headlock, and I feel like an absolute twat. Yeah. Uh, and uh yeah, that was probably the bits that worried me the most at the time is like, oh, I just want to skip this bit and I want to get to, you know, doing a drill or let's do a match or, you know, like um, I want to practice my stone cold stunner and <laughs> <laughs> not rope elbow and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I can't really ever say I was, I was that like I was worried. No. Okay. Can you remember what the, so what was the first, your first match? It was a tag. Yeah, it was a tag match. It was myself and Crusher Curtis uh, against uh, Joe Royal. Oh, yeah. And um, Shotgun Shotter. I don't know if any of you guys were there when he was around. Uh, no. But, um, yeah, he uh, he beat me with a TKO, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Hell of a bump. I've still got it. And it was like I, like, I watch it now and I'm like, bloody hell. I'm like, I wonder if I could take that move that well now. Like, again, you know <laughs> You know, at the beginning when you're like, God, I'm so keen to take this move and make it look great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, I look at it now and I think, God, blimey, it hurts just looking at that front bump. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So when you were going into training, did you have like any idea for like who you wanted to emulate? Were you, uh, were you a big Kurt Hennig fan at the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I don't know really if... Um, I don't know if I really even thought about it. I think I was just like, I think as you go on, you, you start to think, because obviously you start to get told, you know, right, if you, you know, make sure you've got a handful of moves that you do in a match just so you can always go and cherry pick them depending on what you're doing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you always think, oh, well, who are my favorite wrestlers and uh, whose moves do I want to do? And um, 
But then at the same time, you realise that the first ever move I think I did uh, was a stunner. Uh, <laughs> and the first time I ever did it, uh, one of the Andrews was like, bloody hell, have you done that before? And I was like, probably a play fighting, but never for real. And yeah. like, apparently I did it very well. Um, but you know, when you're like, I can't really do this move because it's so, it's one of those that's so famous. You could only really do it if you were having a bit of a laugh or it was tongue in cheek. Yeah. You would People will instantly think you're trying to emulate Steve Austin rather exactly. than it being like, your I mean, own move. Like, I mean, every time I see like Kevin Owens do it these days and like, I still think, fair enough, he's obviously, you know, he's he's had the blessing to use it and whatnot. And he's obviously wanted to change his, his move for whatever reason, but... It's still, even though Austin wasn't the first guy to do it, it's still, he was the one that made it big. And um, yeah, I don't know if, uh, I think it probably went through my head as like, as much as I'd like to do this move, I can't. Like, it, it's not mine and uh, it wouldn't be recognisable as mine. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so fast forward a little bit. What would you say was your most intimidating moment for the match that, you know, you're going out and this is the biggest match of your career so far. Don't mess it up. Um, I've probably had a couple of moments like that, but I think, so, uh, one that I definitely remember, which, uh, which I got was, is probably by tech, by, by way of name, the biggest match I've ever had was only, I want to say about a year and less than 18 months after I first started, after my first match, maybe, no, in fact, yeah, less than that, probably about 14, 15 months after my first match, um, I wrestled at the Guildhall, at Portsmouth Guildhall, uh, against uh, uh, technically the guy that was, you know, the headliner of the poster, the, the draw, the ex-WWE guy. Um, I wrestled Carlito. Mm. And um, that, was obviously nerve wracking at this in the sense that I was like, well, is he going to take me seriously at the time? Bearing in mind, I like, I mean, obviously I'm a, I'm a bit bigger now, but at the time I was still pretty scrawny when I, when I started wrestling, I was literally, I think just over 10 stone. Oh, okay. And um, I, it was wrestling that actually made me uh, like consistently go to the gym and put and put weight on um, because of the fear of not wanting, because initially I was like, oh, I'll just be a t-shirt wrestler. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it was, it was cool. And they said to me, that's, that's not you. Like, you don't look like the type of guy that would wrestle in a t-shirt. And yeah, I thought, well, I'm going to have to be accepting that I'm going to have to uh, wrestle without a t-shirt. So I'm going to have to try and put a bit of weight on. It's a good motivator. Yeah, well, no, 100%. Um, and also, again, I thought, well, I'll wear tights. And the first of a gear I bought was tights. Uh, but they didn't turn up on time for my first match. And uh, I had to um, buy some gear off of uh, off of Marty, uh, weirdly enough, Marty Skull. Um, mm-hmm. He had uh, a set of old gear uh, that he brought down for me to wear. And... Um, it was obviously a color, colorful pair of trunks, uh, a colorful pair of knee, knee pad covers, uh, and a furry vest. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I obviously saw the whole get up, and in my head, because uh, I'd also been brought down like a pair of like uh, like Macho Man style tights, 
yeah. uh, by Andy. And I was like, oh, I'll wear them because they're tights. And, you know, my legs won't be on show. Yeah. And when Marty had brought all this stuff down, um, Andy instantly said to me, that's great. You'll look great in that. And, I, and obviously, you know, when you're like, they're t- taking the piss out of me. Yeah. And uh, I thought, I'm not wearing that. Not wearing that. Not wearing that. <laughs> in, in the end, I obviously, I wore it. And uh, and initially you think, oh, they're trying to take the piss out of me. But, but they weren't. Like, mm-hmm. you, like, you see yourself after and you're like, oh, actually, like, compared to what everyone else looked like on that show, I stood out a bit because I was wearing stuff that looked a little bit loud, a little bit obnoxious. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up uh, buying the whole lot off of it, off of him. Um, <laughs> and uh, that is actually obviously where the wearing the fur vests came from um, because I'd have never worn one unless he had, that hadn't have been my first bit of uh, ring gear. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, and obviously uh, going back to the, to the, I don't know how we got to there, but going back to my previous, um, yeah, I uh, obviously get, get, was, was you know, shocked when I was given the Carlito match. Obviously, I kind of understand now because he's uh, like um, more of just a crowd-pleasing wrestler anyway. Like he doesn't, you know, he's not the guy that's going to go out there and do a, like a 25-minute classic um, <laughs> by any stretch. He was there. People wanted to see, you know, the apple. People wanted to see him backstab of someone and uh, see his wonderful hair and uh and yeah i'd uh you know breaking kayfabe here i I was the one that picked him up from the airport um i had him in my car drove him like him and i can't remember who else was with there was someone else and uh we spoke in that all day and uh, obviously i you know took him took him to eat and all that's all the all the usual stuff and um it was a pretty like he seemed down to earth. Most of the time, he seemed just seemed tired, to be honest. But um, I remember us being on third. We were we were bef- just before the interval, um, and we hadn't spoken a single word about our match. And the first match was going out. I would be sweating so much that would drive well, me crazy. You know, when you're constantly being asked by, uh, you know, you, you, well, I say I was constantly being asked. Oh, have you spoke to him yet? Have you, you know, have you gone through anything? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> and uh, and obviously, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I know it'll work out because you know it's, it's, it's Carly. Oh, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and um, so finally, in the end, I plucked up and I was like, look, I've literally had about five f- five matches in my life at this point. Maybe you know, maybe a couple more, but in and around that, a lot of those camp show matches or whatever. So nothing major. But um, so I walked in there and I was like. Uh, did you want to, uh, you know, go across and go go through anything? And uh, he was like, "Yeah, what do you do?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at the time, funny enough, I, obviously I've, I've used uh, backstabber quite a lot. And uh, Will, who I'd, I'd, I think I'd been on a on a show, and I don't know if he'd watched one of my matches uh, this Osprey. He was in the same room, and he turned around and said to him, "Oh yeah, he does this move where he gets his knees up and puts him in the back of someone and falls backwards." <laughs> uh, I was like, I actually do, uh, and uh, to be fair, Carlito laughed. I don't know if it was meant as a joke or whatever, but anyway, yeah. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, have you got any ideas?" And I told him of an idea for uh, like a really basic. It was like something I think I'd done at one of the camp shows where you know you put out the hand, you refuse it, and then you know you go to smack him and you take. I don't know, something really, really basic, just yeah. to get the match off and like into to work into the heat of the match and. Um, the way I put it across, 
it literally was like about 25 seconds worth of stuff. Um, <laughs> he, then this is where obviously I learned quite a lot in that, in that one, that one match, he expanded, but he said, oh, he said, I like it. He said, but the way you've done it, it would be really short. He said, we can do the same thing and we can make it last about three minutes. And that's exactly what we did. Nice. Um, he liked the idea, but he was like, we need to elaborate more on it um, instead of making it, you know, boom, boom, boom. And it's done. He said, we'll do it this way. And, uh, and we'll, we'll, it's like, that's like a third of the match gone already. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, when he did that, that made, put me at ease straight away. Cause I thought, well, that was my idea. So I know what we're doing. We're just stretching it out. So straight away that put me, that made me feel comfortable. Cause I thought, Oh, like I haven't really got to worry too much after that. Cause after that, you know, I'll, I'll beat him up for a little while. Um, if he lets me and, uh, and then, yeah. And then the idea for like, I think for the finish, we did something really, really simple. Like he did a couple of like, really like, bumped me a couple of times and, uh, we did a, a ref spot and then he said, I oh, would well, funny enough, he didn't have any apples on him. And he's, he's like, God, we need, we need apples. And I was like, do you want me to go to the shop and get some apples? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Surreal. And, he, and he was like, yeah, do you want to do, do you, like, he said, you can do the apple spot. And I was like, hey, and he goes, yeah, you do that. You can do the apple spit. And uh, he'd obviously done this with a few people, but I was like, bloody hell, I get to do the apple spit. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we did the apple spit spot. It was like, you know, after the comeback, he fluffs up. I go and grab the apple, go to spit it in his face. He ducks out of the way. The ref gets it in the face instead. Um, and then, yeah, he backstabbed me and beat me. Um, nice. And uh, but it was like the simplest wrestling match I think I've probably had to this day without fail. Um, but it taught me a lot in the sense of especially like it, it would have fit on a holiday camp sh uh, show, you know, like um, yeah. because of how straightforward it was, because that's all it needed to be. Because at the time that crowd were all fam all, all families, a lot of kids and um, the match has never been actually released. But I, I have got like pieces of it. Um, uh, that the missus filmed and um, obviously you don't know I didn't notice at the time because I was concentrating so hard but like the crowd were reacting to everything he pretty much worked out they would react to and uh, <laughs> yeah it just it just shows you like it almost felt like he was being a bit late because I said to him after I was like oh all good and he was like is that any, anything for me and he was like no man good and that was it and obviously you know you know when you're like Look, I'm 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 green as grass and I'm I'm crap. Like, yeah. give me something. Like, <laughs> um, but um, yeah. And then I've had a couple of other times um, where obviously guys that are more experienced and they're so so like laid back about what they're going to do and like you're like, look, I know I know what you're doing there, but I kind of need to know roughly when it's coming because if not, I'm you know. I'm not going to shit the bed, obviously, because I, in that sense, I think I think I think quite quickly on my feet. But give me something, <laughs> yeah, like give me an idea of 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 what what's going to be going on, because I don't want to, you know, I haven't been doing this as long as you, basically. Um, but none that really really come to mind, uh, not off the top of my head, anyway. I've had, like I said, I've had, to, I'd say probably like um, the most difficult match I've probably ever had. Uh, which obviously I suppose I wasn't nervous before it, but it was more like my head was hurting from how hard I had to think about it. Um, it was the first time I ever wrestled CCK um, because it was the first time I'd ever done that type of match yeah. where so much is going on. 
and uh, my head was all over the place. Um, I think I forgot one thing, which wasn't the end of the world. Um, but during that match, I was literally, I don't even know if I, if I played to the crowd that often because I was saying such deep thought about yeah. what the freaking hell is coming next. Um, yeah. But that's probably, yeah, like I think in general, I don't tend to get, I don't tend to get like uh, worried in that sense. Not, not so much now. Like I've, you know, I've had a, like a, a couple of the most recent I've had. Um, uh, one of them was uh, my brain. I had a couple of brain farts, but, um, but then I've had matches where like I've stood there and because I know that like, I've put my point across and there, they've been like quite long matches. Like I did a two out of three falls one at the start of last year. And uh, like, obviously I thought, well, it's not going to be one of those where like, oh, you know, we just we'll blaze through the first two falls and then the last fall can be the match. No, we actually <laughs> like, we actually made a bit of a deal of each fall. And so I think we, we probably went the best part of like 20, 25 minutes. And obviously there was a lot to remember, but because we'd both thrown an in input and worked it out, um, it was, yeah, again, it wasn't, so I wasn't worried. Um, so yeah, I've, I've had to say, like I said, probably, I'd say the Carlito one probably purely because of where I was in terms of experience, I'd literally not had enough matches. It was probably the biggest match I'd, I was going to have. Mm. Um, but yeah, after speaking to him for about five minutes, I felt all right. And then by the time I'd finished talking to him, it was time to go out. So like, yeah, the, 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 it, I definitely felt pressure at that point in the, in the sense of like, you know, we're going out in a minute. The first match is out and we're third. Like. <laughs> I feel like that's something that I think students learning now would benefit from is wrestling people on, uh, I wouldn't say the same level, but someone like higher up that's had that sort of experience. To yeah. Well, Andy always says you, you get better by wrestling people better than yourself. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Just because I like just going back to the point of, Oh, I've got this idea and he's like, Oh, that's a good idea, but it's really short. Let's make mm. it last longer. Mm. Um, it's little thing. It's things like that that you get from because i've done it I've, I've like i mean to be honest most of the people i wrestle especially especially for andy have uh, obviously been doing it longer than me so they've again they've learned a lot more along the way so you know a lot of the times i've got ideas because obviously i watch people um i definitely consider myself someone that really you know if i'm wrestling someone i know what they do um like even let's say if it's for someone else another promotion and i've not heard of them um, I'll try and find at least one match of theirs somewhere so I can get an idea of what they do. Um, yeah. but especially for like Randy, obviously I've watched, you know, a lot of, a lot of these guys and I always try and make sure I know what they do. So I can come up with a couple of ideas, even if they don't get used nine times out of 10. So I mean, if I've got five ideas, two will get used sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because I've had it before. I remember when I wrestled, um, uh, Morgan Webster, uh, couple of years ago a few years ago and um i went to him with a few ideas and uh just an example of i gave him one and he gave me a reason why it wasn't really worth doing and you're kind of mm. like oh yeah that makes sense actually yeah. so like again that's that's the learning thing i don't i think kind of be scared to throw out ideas and um even with guys more experienced i think that's probably another one is if you wrestle someone more experienced you might be fearful of being like I actually, I was thinking about this and, you know, could we give it a go? Like some people would be scared to do that. So yeah. I think people shouldn't be scared to to have ideas, even if they're wrestling someone that is way more experienced than them. Um, because weirdly enough, 
they might not have ever done, or they might have done a spot, and they think, oh, actually, I've done something similar before. I know what we can do there. Or they might have been like, oh, I've never heard, I've never heard that before. Yeah, that's great. Let's give it a go. Um, or they might tell you why it's no good. So, and it, every single one of those reasons is a lesson to to have ideas. And I think it's good that they're explaining why and how these things are working, rather than just going, oh no, we won't do that. They're saying, yeah, no, no. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're bound to get someone. Uh, most people, m- most people in in, in you know, that I've come across are are good people, um, and they will be happy to hear your ideas. Um, I'd say there's only one person uh, I've ever been involved in something with, and I wasn't actually wrestling him. It was when I was feuding with Shah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know who I'm on about, Aiden. Um, he put me through a table at York Hall. Uh, I don't know if that gives it away. Yep. No, I know who yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Even though Ben doesn't, Ben's not doing that. Uh, he, you can get, it's just someone that's very, very familiar with tables. He had a partner called that rhymes with uh, Ron. Um, oh. and, <laughs> not, uh, I'll message he, you it later. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, he, he was, he was hard work. Um, which again, when I first met him was surprising. Um, I'm glad it wasn't me actually wrestling him because <sighs> he made things very, very awkward. Like it was almost like his way or no way. And, mm-hmm. um, he essentially just put himself over. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, it was that like, that's the, only, that's the only time I've been there and been like, well, this is awkward. Um, and yeah, like it was, that's why that match actually isn't public either. Um, yeah yeah um like that like for someone like you who's on the rise like that doesn't help you though no like if they were like like i said i was only involved in obviously a a a little bit after the match um but it was designed to go a different way uh essentially with me being involved in the finish and uh, yeah he didn't want that because he it's probably assumed it made him look weak um which in my head i'm like Bloody hell, mate! It's like, <laughs> you know what? Do you know what year we're in? Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Do you, know where, do, you know, do you know where you are? Like, the people are just going to be happy to see you. They don't. They're not going to care if you win. Like, <laughs> I remember at one York call, uh, Shane Strickland was there. Yeah, he's and he, he's such a good guy. And when he, he I was there because I was doing the backstage interviews and stuff. And he sort of didn't call me aside, but he sort of made sure that I was paying attention. And when he was explaining what to do in his match, I had nothing to do with the match, but he was sort of explaining to me, here's why we're doing this. Here's why we're doing that. He's not like, oh, we'll do this because it will look cool. Like he really thinks out everything. And then it made me just go, oh yeah, when you do these things in matches, it it needs to be a part of this story. It's not like, what can I do that would be cool? It's like, well, I've been doing this so we can do this and that can lead to this. And there's a thought process that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of leading on from that, um, I was going to ask you, uh, what would you say is the quintessential Rob the Gob match? If like uh, our listeners want to go and see essentially what your character is all about. And this doesn't have to necessarily be your favorite match, but one you just feel like sums you up well, which, which match would that be? Uh, I don't know really. On a on a on a slightly different note, uh, I'm actually letting that like leaving that character sort of behind. Well, that name anyway. Um, oh, is that yeah. where you're selling off your uh, your last yeah, of your, your t-shirt? Yeah, I weird enough, I have sold. Uh, obviously, I put a lot of my um, 
and I had quite I had quite a bit of uh, ring worn gear for sale, uh, and I genuinely thought, you know, I might sell a piece, um, <laughs> which I'll be happy with. Uh, I've actually sold it all, and um, oh. I was absolutely shocked. Uh, I've got a couple of vests left, but like all my trunks and that are gone. Um, but uh, but yeah, anyway, going back to your point, um, I don't know really because I'm so overly critical of everything I do. Uh, and I don't think, I think the only match I've, only match I've had where I've walked out and thought that felt really good. Um, it wasn't taped. <laughs> oh, that's always the uh, case, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and funny enough, it was at, it was at a Buckland community center. It was Buckland community center show against Dan McGee. Um, and, uh, we've obviously wrestled quite a fair few times and, um, I remember Calder not being massively high on the card we had. Like he was actually a bit like, you know, when you're like, you structure a show and he was like, I don't really know what match to put first. I don't know what to put here. Cause you obviously you have your heart, you, have the, you know, you need to start with a hot match and you need to, you know, then you need to have your, 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 your let me up match. And then you, you know, every match has got to be different sort of thing. And obviously when you look at a card, you kind of work out which match is kind of going to, how they're going to go. Um, and I think we just, I think we surprised him because when we went back, he was, he was absolutely buzzing. I don't think I've ever seen him. Like the only time I've ever seen him like that was when I cut um, a promo on TK Cooper once. Uh, and it's only because I've really like in my head had a really good story to work with and, and like the promo just flowed, but he came back to us and he was like, it was excellent. He said, do you know what I mean? Like he said, I've like, he said, did you hear the crowd when you did these things? And like, do you know what I mean? We worked a Boston, like a, a single leg Boston crab for about four minutes. And, <laughs> and, and no word of a lie, like they were really going for it. And at the time I didn't really think hard about it, but like we must, like, again, I wish I was a bit more experienced at that time because I'd have understood why they were doing it and yeah, why they were reacting. A Boston um, crab. Like, but it's they reacted. Weird. Yeah. Like it was, there was just a move Dan used to do. Um, but we thought, oh, we'll do a nice submission spot here. Cause you know, they, they might, they might go for it. And they really, really did. Like we did the whole, you know, get nearly gets the ropes and he pulls me back and we really tease. And it, we didn't use it as the finish either. Like it was a, essentially it was a false finish that we just dragged on really nicely. Yeah. Um, but that's probably the match I've after, especially cause I always rely on the feedback um, and people go like, if people say to me, that was really good um, without me actually asking, then I know it was good. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Your match with Curtis Chapman, uh, oh, your call, was it 2018? Your cruiserweight title match? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was fun. I thought that was See, that was, I'd say that was okay. Like, I don't <laughs> think we did anything, I don't think we did anything wrong. Um, but at the same time, I, I also think uh, we were both too inexperienced at that point. Okay. Um, Curtis obviously has a bit more experience than me uh, anyway he's been doing it a bit longer and he has a, obviously a really good mind for wrestling in general um, but I just think at the time I said the match wasn't bad by any stretch but I think we, I think we probably let ourselves down a little bit especially with the fact that we probably could have worked on the match uh, you know in a bit longer especially when we live we lived close to like, you know, we yeah. at the school and all that. And um, 
like, I mean, I remember the finish being really good and obviously the finish was, was kind of put to us uh, beforehand and, and that, and it worked out well. And, you know, a couple of I things. I enjoyed that, it. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I, I watch it back and I think, yeah, it was okay. But I do that with every, like every match I have. You're your own biggest critic. I, yeah. I watch it back and I'm like, I could have done so much better. Um, I think everybody feels that way. To be honest, like every yeah. wrestler I've spoken to feels that way. So I, I like, uh, and I think the thing I've noticed the most because I've always watched matches back and thought there's something amiss with not all not all the matches I do, but a lot of them, where the pace for me feels off at times, and um, and obviously during that first lockdown, like I really I watched a couple back, and I really like studied them what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I worked out that I like I slow down at the wrong points, um, and I do it. And I, I'm pro- I was probably guilty of it of a lot in matches where you're like, right, this is my my bit where I'm in control. I can take my time now, and I probably took my time too much, uh, and it just didn't f- things just didn't flow. And I don't know whether that's just down to like um like a mentality thing or even a, a fitness thing, but. The one thing I've really been working on um, whilst we've obviously been off is one, my fitness levels. Cause I think the more I can sustain myself uh, and be moving, the more flow uh, one like my matches should have. Yeah. Um, and just watching guys that are, that, that are especially older stuff where they're relentless um, because I pick up things there where like, like I watch, like I've always loved uh, like Eddie Guerrero anyway. But when I watch a lot of his stuff, he never stopped. Like mm-hmm. he, just, if you watch his matches, he does not stop moving, and um, and it's things like that that make the matches feel like they don't. They have a, like a, a really good pace to them. Um, and I think that's where I always watch my think my matches back, and I think oh, it felt good at the time, but then I, I like it just watching it back doesn't feel right. Um, like. So say it's hard for me to say, oh, this is the match you should watch to watch me. Because my favourite match that I probably ever had uh, was a couple of years ago. Uh, it was an eight-man tag, and I'm not a fan of that. But I'm not a fan of multi-man matches in general. Uh, like I like tag matches, but anything over that, they're just bloody hard work. Yeah. Um, we did an eight-man tag for uh, for a company called UPW uh, Ultimate Pro Wrestling. Actually, it was big league wrestling, but it was we were representing um, UPW. Uh, and it was essentially, um, we were, it was four on four, the team that lost, the company had to end, uh, you know, had to finish. And um, yeah. it was, uh, we've got a, a group over in uh, UPW called SFP, Serious Foul Play, uh, which is myself, uh, Dan McGee, um, a chap called Adam De Silva, and uh, another chap called uh, Max Castle. Um and we wrestled, uh, we had the owner of the of UPW on our team as well, Mark Fry, who uh, used to wrestle. But, um, we had, we had obviously, each company leader was, owner was on, on the team. And we wrestled Carl uh, Atlas, uh, Luke Phoenix, uh, Jake McCluskey, uh, Lucian Phillips, and the owner of Big League at the time, uh, Lewis Roster. And uh, that is probably by far the most fun match I've ever had. And um, just, again, the crowd like were, were there the whole time. The match just seemed to go really well. Um, by the end of it, I was like, bloody 
yeah, that felt so satisfying. Like I think it's one of the only it's one of the only times I've actually finished a match and been like, that was so much fun. But yeah, no, I think that match probably isn't enough for me to say, oh yeah, that defines, you know, that that is who Rob Rice is. Maybe it does, but um that's definitely the match I had I probably got the most enjoyment out so far. I think a lot of the times I put too much pressure on myself anyway. Um so it's hard because I don't look at a match and go, God, that was good. And I think a lot of people are probably the same, to be honest. Um, most people probably cringe at their own matches. Oh, I can't watch my own stuff. I, I, I cringe, I, but I put myself for it anyway. Yeah, I only watch my own stuff just to pick up bits pick that up I part, think yeah. I do right. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, um, that's probably the the the... You know, that one and that match, that one time I had with Dan McGee. To be fair, the couple of times I wrestled with Dan McGee at Southampton uh, last year at some point. Yeah. Uh, the match was like a last-minute thing. And um, and although there was a couple of bits in there that weren't, like, completely crisp on my behalf, um, like, that match started and it was almost like the crowd were like, oh, well, there's these two. You know, this is the uh, this is just a, a throwaway. Um, we were getting really, you know, like the the fans that think they want to take over the match at the beginning we had a lot of those and by the end like we had them and um that obviously again is is always rewarding because i got heat for the fin the finish was a typical you know i had my feet on the ropes and uh rolled down up and you know that and it and it, it was a cheap finish and it got it got the desired reaction um so obviously those matches where you turn people around uh a nice, but I'm still mass. I still watch my stuff back, and I think I know I'll get there. Um, because I've someone asked me this the other day how long I've been doing it, and I've actually only been I've realized I've only been doing it since 2015. And uh, like I still think I'm still I'm still learning, um, in the sense of I don't think I'm the finished product yet. Uh, especially like at the moment, obviously, as you guys know, when we've, um, when we had the opportunity to train between these lockdowns and that for those few weeks, uh, the emphasis on like, like ring cardio and, oh, yeah. and the fitness aspect like that opened my eyes in the fact that like, this is exactly what I need because um, it's being able to keep up that pace and change gears when it's necessary. And mm-hmm. uh, because it's like, I had someone say to me once that, um, I do very good, like six minute matches. Uh, and I think that's because they're easier to pace. Uh, obviously, whenever I go that bit longer, say like 10, 12, uh, the pace feels off, like I was saying earlier. Yeah. So um, that is obviously my like my challenge. Because I've had, like, I've had a couple of short matches and like with, um, I've had a couple of short matches with JJ Gale, for example, that felt like they both, they all went really well, but they were, you know, we laid them out very simple, like very simplistically, really. Um, again, I'm not saying I'm anybody, but it was in my head. I felt like, well, JJ Gale does some cool stuff. Let's uh, let's. I, I want to make sure he gets it all in, and uh, that is kind of like the thought process there. Like, you know, whether he was winning or I was winning, it didn't really matter to me. It was like he's got some cool offense, and you know, let's let's make that the focal point and then, you know, we'll work out the rest after sort of thing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so kind of leading on from that, you said you were uh, trying to get your uh, conditioning, ring, ring conditioning and cardio up. How have you found it training during lockdown? Uh, 
good because I was smart and uh, <laughs> you got yourself a home gym. I, I did, I did. Oh. Uh, during that first lockdown, I was obviously like most people scrambling around to look for like weights and yeah. stuff because obviously I started off just obviously you know like everyone else doing body weight stuff and buying resistance bands and then you find out resistance bands suck um yes they do so much they're good for a lot of stuff but they're not great for like if you especially for like strength training um and uh i managed to get hold of you know quite a few weights a couple of different bars uh, i was lucky actually that i come across someone on good old marketplace uh who wasn't trying to rip people's arms and legs off he just had a load of spare weights that he d- dug out oh some of the and, prices they're asking for them are ridiculous now yeah exactly yeah and, uh, crazy I narrowly missed out on a set he was selling, but he messaged me back and said, look, I think I've got another. He said, like, the, the handles are a bit worn. He said, but they, they're still absolutely fine. He said, let me dig them out. And he got them out and uh, he had, like, I don't know, I want to say, like, 20 kilos worth of weights with them. And, uh, and yeah, he literally, uh, he didn't charge me much at all. Like, I think he had, like, 30 quid or something like that. And um, and then he turned up and he had a couple of extra bars as well, like a tricep oh. bar and a a curl and a curl bar only like you know like the um they're all like uh, one inch bars but you know like the the, the hollow ones but i was like they're great because it means i can you know do a couple of different bits and then obviously i managed to get hold of a bench yeah uh, and then uh it comes to a point actually because we were not long away from having our, our little one um and um, my missus only had like a really small car and obviously it wasn't going to be ideal for when I wasn't around for her trying to get in and out of it. It was only like a little KA, so obviously really small, only three door. Yeah. So I said, look, we really need to get you like, a, it'd be ideal if we could get you a five door car. Um, just for, you know, when I'm not around and whatnot. And uh, obviously we, you know, we, we have to take out a loan and whatnot to, to, to be able to afford it and whatnot. Cause um, you know, it's just the way the world is. And uh I thought to myself, oh, do you know what? I'm going to look into, uh, I'm going to look into a shed um, or like an outhouse or something and see what they cost. Um, because I had a feeling we were going to end up in another, like another stint with the gym shut. And obviously, at the time, the gyms were like they were still shut, but they were they were going to be open and that. But you know, when you're like, I'm hesitant about going back to the gym. Um, yeah. When I, when I have a, when I have a little one, it's going to be difficult because I'm going to have to leave the house. Um, you know. And, uh, and obviously I want to try and help out as much as I can. I don't want to be one of these dads. Just like, well, we leave it to the wife. Um, and uh, yeah, I looked into it and I found this place that builds like custom sheds and that. And it wasn't ridiculous money. And I thought, you know what? Uh, I'll take out a bit of an extra loan. Uh, I, I cancel my gym membership. I've, I've got enough decent equipment. Um, I'll just buy a shed. And uh, nice. Uh, I ended up, obviously, we got a second car and uh built the shed it's not it's not a massive shed it's like a 10 foot by eight foot but literally obviously i've got the, the bench in there with um the bench and squat rack and i bought myself as a birthday present a uh like a lap pull down machine um oh, nice and then i found like a like a pull-up station uh with like be able to do dips and that on there i found a cross trainer for, for like about 20 30 quid whatever it was Whoa. Oh, so yeah i've got for that yeah, so I've met, obviously I've got a bit. Of, I mean, I'm not a cardio guy, but I think well, you need at least one cardio thing, and uh, and cross trainers the thing that bores me the least. Yeah, it's <laughs> same, same. That's my go-to for cardio is cross. Yeah, like and it, it's mainly for warming up. To be honest, like I try, like I've, all I do is I normally do about ten minutes on it, and each time I'm on it, I just try and beat my calories burn target. That's literally what I do. Yeah. 
and like I look at it and I'm like, well, last time I managed to do 115 calories in 10 minutes, uh, you know, I try and aim, I'll do 120 calories. And like, that's literally how I warm up. And yeah. that's, I don't get on the cross trainer to better my cardio because it bores me to tears. Um, but yeah, and then I've, so obviously I've been lucky enough that making that decision was good on the sense that life's been very up and down for gyms. And obviously I do feel sorry for people that don't get the chance to go to the gyms because it is a, like it is an escape mechanism as well. Like it's so, it's such a relief uh, once you've had a good workout, like, yeah. you know yourself, Ben, like the, the, the feeling um, after like a, a real heavy pump is, is, is great. Um, and you feel really satisfied, but um, obviously people that are having to rely on just, you know, doing some push-ups and going for a run. Oh yeah. It's um, not when, the same. When, yeah. When they're used to picking up really heavy weights. Um, I don't I think people that don't gym probably think that we're mental, but um, it really is uh, like a, like a real do we release endorphins and things like that when we yeah, train yeah. yes yeah, that, yeah that's what it is that's it that's what it is in it it's like it's like that real sensation when you finished a good workout not every workout's great let's be fair like you know you do five workouts a week maybe and one of them's good two are average and two are crap i yeah. think that's like the uh the, the saying in in, in yeah, way but, but um but yeah, if you're aching a couple of days after a workout, you know, it's like, oh, that feels good. Yeah, you feel like you've accomplished something, you've improved, yeah, one, that you've achieved. The one great workout makes up for the two bad ones. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't remember where I heard that, but I def I've definitely heard it from a few places where... Yeah, same. Yeah, if you do an average of five a week with a couple of days rest, or even six, you might get two good workouts, two bang average, and normally two rubbish, because you're not always feeling 100% when it... When, but you, like, sometimes you force yourself into a workout and... Other times you're up for a workout and then you go to do it and you're not, you, for some reason you're just not as not feeling as strong or you know or just not feeling as energized or whatever. But um, yeah, but just being able to, to to work out is 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 massive. And obviously, I wasn't in the uh, best of shape at the beginning of last year physically, and then um, like I dieted, and then obviously between that and working out, I lost loads of weight and obviously felt better, looked better. Then I went through a bit of a stint of being like, well, you know. I can eat again, uh, <laughs> and uh, and just recently I've I've started doing it again. I've I've managed to get more like fairly lean again. I've still not managed to crack below that twenty percent body fat, um, which that probably sounds like alien territory to Ben. But um, I don't yeah. know. I remember seeing like your progress pictures, and I would say you're definitely under twenty percent in your. Well, my 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 uh, fitness scales say otherwise, but obviously I know oh, they're yeah. not. Um, they're electronic. Uh, aren't they? so they're never I don't. I, I I use them as a guide more than anything. I don't use them as like it's gospel. I, I, but obviously, it's the only way I have to because uh, yeah. my weight. I couldn't care less about my weight. Um, obviously, you have to lose weight to lose body fat anyway, don't you? But yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if my weight stayed the same, I wouldn't care. Uh, it's, I just want to see that body fat percentage drop. But obviously, the only way we have to measure it is by shitty scales yeah, um, yeah. but yeah uh, I, I wouldn't know i like I, I find it hard to work like obviously i look at a lot of things online to try and work out where i'm roughly at but it's hard because everywhere's different yeah. i get on the scales and it says like the lowest i've managed to get to uh is 20.7 percent um according <laughs> You're to those definitely scales. lower than 20 well at the moment at, now. At, at the moment i'm at 20.9 according to those scales um 
but yeah, it's hard. Like, I don't really know how else to, to work it. I'm guessing because obviously you work it out for you. Like, how do you normally uh, go about working it out? I don't. I mean, I mean, you're, I, you're... I've had the uh, machine at the gym tell me I'm three percent body fat, and uh, I think any... you'd probably be nearly dead. Yeah, you would like be in hospital on a drip. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah um so i don't put any faith in them into them whatsoever even if they say it's super high or super low um honestly just go off the mirror um yeah i do try i mean i like obviously I, we've got as you do a couple of different mirrors in the house i mean my mirrors in, the, in my gym aren't great because the lighting isn't great in there so they they are where i always look the worst if i want yeah that's the other thing like you look so different in photos as well so yeah. everyone says take loads of progress photos but some could just look better based on pure lighting or if you've got a pump or whatever. yeah exactly i mean i, I honestly say because um like uh and my missus has obviously just started uh getting back into like because to be fair she didn't really put much weight on through her pregnancy anyway but um she used to always manage to take really good photos um because uh, like she was like super lean and that a couple of years ago, uh, well maybe even less than that to be honest. Before she got pregnant, and uh, I can't get a picture like she can. Like she always used to get such a great like, <laughs> angle. Like she and, and I'd say to her, "How'd you do it?" And she goes, "Just stand like this." Obviously, I can't stand like a woman because like they pose differently, don't they? Like men pose one way and have a pose where they obviously want to show off their thighs and uh, and their backside and that. Men just like. I want to look like I've got big arms, big chest, big shoulders. Um, <laughs> and uh, but I can't do it. I'm so rubbish at taking uh, like mirror pictures and um, and anything like that. Uh, I normally absolutely hate my own promo pictures because I can never, ever manage to look anywhere decent. Yeah, we Same. were talking about that the other week. It's, yeah. yeah, I remember. I'm never yeah. satisfied with how you look, but against that double-edged sword, it helps keep you going at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, weirdly enough, when we went back to training, actually, um, uh, back in September or whenever it was, uh, Crilden actually said to me, he did say, he said, you're looking really good. He said, like, um, and obviously that was quite nice because he's obviously someone that sees body types all the time. And obviously, it, like, it, you know, it matters to him. Um, yeah. And he is hard to impress. Oh, yeah. That's the thing I was about to yeah, say. Like, when you... time, if you're someone that, like, I mean, like obviously, Ben, you're in great shape anyway, so that stands you in, in good stead. But, um, like, I've always been up and down, and there was a point where I looked in, uh, you know, I would like, I looked like I had a bang average body type. And um, so, obviously, when he sees that difference in me, I think it shows a motivation as well. It, it, like, it shows that you're working. Yeah. Uh, and that's what matters to him, I think, more than anything. Yeah. It's, it's the fact that you're you're putting effort in uh, outside of of. of training in the wrestling ring because that shows your mentality as well so um everyone has blips everyone has courses gonna have blips and then there's gonna be times when you are gonna be like eating like an absolute animal because you're like well i want to put some weight on because oh, i need to get bigger so i need to put some weight on to uh, to cut it back again so um but yeah when he said that that's one obviously i've had other people that, that i don't see very often say it as well uh but then yeah obviously i can i know in myself like um how i feel as well so yeah it's a die it's a very double it's a double-edged sword like you say ben it's uh sometimes you'll criticize yourself and then you go through spells where you're motivated and then other times you're like oh why the fuck am i bothering <laughs> absolutely absolutely um sorry i feel like i've kept you on here forever um another question i just wanted to kind of plays into that is uh 
over the last year you became a father congratulations again by the way yeah thank you um how have you felt that's kind of because i can i can only imagine the uh, the time and dedication it takes to being a parent as well as being a wrestler and working a job and you know trying to be in shape all at the same time it just seems like a crazy crazy amount of hard work to me um how's that been uh to be honest it's great um mm. but yeah, like i said i'm not gonna, not gonna like say it's been easy i mean in all honesty um obviously where i obviously have a like a monday to friday job um i would technically say i get a bit of a break uh, my wife, on the other hand, has probably been, she's been the strongest out of the two of us because yeah. she she deals with little in morning, noon and night. Um, she's, obviously all babies go through different spells and they're like, there's, I mean, the first, uh, the first month or so was an absolute breeze um, for both mm. of us because she slept loads. She woke up when she wanted feeding. She'd sleep oh. again. She'd take, <laughs> she'd take a dump. She'd sleep again. She didn't. I mean, it was easy. Perfect. She didn't make a sound. Yeah. Um, but obviously, then they go through different spells, and obviously, I think that's again probably a reason at one point where I wasn't working out as much. Then I actually, for some reason, I don't understand how, but I, uh, I had a trapped nerve in my like neck and back, and so I couldn't work out for the best part of three or four weeks. So that extended my period of not gymming. Um, and uh, personally, I've always been absolutely like I'm such a deep sleeper. So night feeds weren't great. Uh, I'm currently working on that. I've actually learned how to uh, wake up early because, again, I always I try everywhere I can to take the strain off of her because even though I work Monday to Friday, um, when I have when I am home, uh, it's hard. Like it's hard. Like you know, she doesn't always want to go to sleep. That sounds so stupid, but getting babies to sleep regularly through the day um, yeah. is something you have to do. Cause if not, they don't sleep at night. It's yep. so weird. Like people think, Oh, this right. They won't sleep during the day. They'll sleep all night. Don't work like that. You want them, <laughs> you want them to sleep during the day. Um, and then when they won't eat, um, she's going through this stage at the moment where she just doesn't want to eat, uh, which obviously isn't good. Cause you need to make sure they eat a certain amount. Cause if not, they'll get ill. So it's stressful, and obviously, in all fairness, she's yeah, she's like the, the the soldier out of the two of us. Like I do as much as I can, but she's the one that's she's better at it than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, I do what I can, and they, like, I, I'm not going to say like oh, like the pros outweigh the cons for sure. The cons aren't really cons that I'm going to sit there in uh, in six months and be like, God Almighty, this has ruined my life. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll forget about them. Um, yeah. I can like we only have a, we only plan to have one one child. Um, I know that's a lot of people go. No, you're just saying that, but no, we really do. Um, and <laughs> well, not we'll to jump cut to next year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I can see why people end up having like a second child and a third because it gets like we look at her now and we're like, she's not that little anymore. She's only like she's nearly five months old. Yeah. yeah. But believe it or not, like she was, like she was so, when they're so tiny and then they're not that tiny anymore, like it gets a bit emotional. <laughs> like when you look <laughs> like they used to, like she used to lay on one of my pecs and that was how big she was. Now oh, she's nearly yeah. the size of my full upper body. Like it's quite sad. But, um, drive, <laughs> driving soon. And, or, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> Dad, can I have some money? Yeah. Um, 
But uh, no, it's like I said, I'm not going to say it's been easy because it hasn't. My wife, she's the trooper out of the two of us for sure in that sense. Um, obviously, I know I've, I've, you know, I, I do my bits here and where I can, uh, and I'm definitely, you know, I'm still learning, um, like any parent does. Really, I don't think I think it's it's a bit like resting actually. I don't think as a, even as a parent, you will never ever ever learn, uh, and then they leave home. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's 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 tough, and it's obviously again that's the benefit, like I said earlier, about having uh, made myself a home gym because honestly. Even if gyms were open, I don't know when I'd get to go. Yeah, it would mm-hmm. be so difficult. It's hard enough going down the, the end of the garden for an hour. Because <laughs> um, at times I feel bad. Uh, that's why I'm trying to make sure like, I'm trying to get my workouts in like first thing in the morning now, uh, like uh, like six a.m. Um, so I'm trying to wake up, uh, feed Little, because she's got a consistency of waking up around five a.m. for feed. I, like I've only done it the once. Um, and then I woke up yesterday, but my wife was already awake as well. So we were both awake at 5 a.m. Uh, but then obviously trying to get her back to sleep and then going for a workout. That is kind of the plan I've got in my head. Um, so, and it's just the easy, because obviously then I'll go, if I go to work all day and then I come home at like five, six o'clock, yeah. there's not really much time left um, yeah. by the time I've, you know what I mean? Because I like to spend time with her as well. Um and then obviously when we put out of bed, then we want to I'll be able to sit down and watch telly for a bit. And obviously then I cook like I tend to cook all the meals. Um so that's so much to fit in in a day. Yeah. And, uh, obviously she's had our day, so I don't really want to force her to do anything else. Um yeah. literally looking after a little one. Um like it makes me cringe when I see people that write, Oh, I'm a full time mummy. I jog on. <laughs> like I, I like I, I understand what they mean. But you don't have to put it like that. Like I understand it is a it is a full time job. It really is because even when you like they'll like um obviously she spends a lot of time and she's and she's quite tired and they'll say oh just sleep when ba- when the baby sleeps. It ain't oh. that easy all the time. Yeah. I promise you. Like I see it. Like sometimes little one doesn't want to sleep. Like she'll go to sleep and then you think oh she's down. Ten minutes later she's awake again. <laughs> and like. You, it's yeah, it's is very very uh, like uh, stressful and it takes its toll. But yeah, uh, overall though, she's an absolute joy, and uh, we don't like. She went through a really bad spell after cut. Like most babies have a really bad uh, if they've got like reflux or colic issues or whatnot, which ours did. She uh, mm-hmm. after the first couple of months, they're uh, they're really difficult to handle. But uh, we've kind of forgot about it now, to be honest. It was really stressful at the time, but you do forget about it. And um, that's what I mean. That's what I say. The pros outweigh the cons for sure. They're, like The cons really are inconsequential compared to all the pros. <laughs> How excited are you to introduce her to wrestling? Yeah, I was about to ask that. Uh, well, obviously the wife wants her as far away from wrestling as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Especially, well, especially after everything that went on this summer. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously she's thinking way too far ahead, but I, you know, I kind of get that. Well, like, if, she's obviously going to grow up seeing it because I watch it whenever I get free time. I watch it. She already likes football, which is great for me because I stick yeah. to football. On. My <laughs> wife, hate, my wife hates football. But I put it on, and because there's there's this big bright screen and these coloured things running round, she's yeah. drawn to it. Um, yeah. So um, that's a bonus for me uh, because it's an excuse for me to be able to put a game of football on. Because I'm like, well, 
you know, little one wants to watch it with me. <laughs> My wife's like, no, she bloody doesn't. But um, amazing. Cool. Um, again, I don't want to. Speaking sorry. of the wife, she just she's just stuck her head through the door because I'm obviously talking about her. <laughs> it is um, a burning. Oh, okay. See, so, yeah, like obviously she needs she needs to have a bath. So um, uh, she's like, uh, when can I have my bath? Because obviously I need to keep an eye on it. And, yep. uh, yeah, I won't, I won't be long. But um, but yeah, uh, like I say, yeah, um, she will obviously watch wrestling because I watch it all the time. Uh, and I'd imagine she'll get into it because most kids do. It's you know, it's exciting, it's fun. Especially there's a lot of wit like women involved now. So especially with her being a girl, most yeah. girls grow up um, drawn to wanting to watch. Um, especially nowadays, they want to watch someone of their own gender, don't they? Like there's as like an inspiration and stuff like that. And if she yeah, something you can relate to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If she decides she wants to get into it, then so be it. Um, one thing she's definitely getting into, which I plan on starting. Um, once everything's back to normal, and that uh, is uh, probably jujitsu. Um, okay. Because uh, we want her to have some form of self defense. It sounds really, really like paranoia. Uh, yeah, like it's one That's of these smart. things that makes us sound paranoid, but at the same time, like um, I used to do jujitsu as a kid, and it's probably um, it's probably one of the best forms of self defense um, yeah. in general. Uh, but yeah, we uh, definitely wanted to get into that. And then if she decides she wants to wrestle as well, then I'm not going to say no. Um, <laughs> cool. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, before we let you go, um, the last thing I was going to ask is, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I know you have a big match coming up against uh, Ricky Knight Jr., if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, my... Uh, my last chance because uh obviously i lost last time out uh i blame mad kurt for that because he's a freaking pain in the ass <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no no obviously just the usuals um social media twitter is uh at the rob lice and the same on instagram obviously have a facebook page uh yeah not much really i've got you know stuff for sale whatever if, um, if anyone wants to buy it um yeah no i'm not i'm not one of those people that's like oh i'm desperate for the follows and like i've i'm kind of past all that now like um i've realized social media can be just as bad as it is good oh, so, uh, yeah yeah definitely. yeah it, it really that sort of thing doesn't really bother me anymore um well good <laughs> I'd like, yeah, no, like I no, think it's you, genuinely I, good thing. I think you know when you, you obviously go through spells where you're like, oh, I feel like I need followers to be popular, and um, it'll help me in the long run. And yeah. I think part of that is probably true, but I don't think it. I don't think that applies to everybody. So, um, no, if like, people want if, if people want to follow me, then fair enough. Uh, uh, but if people don't want to follow me, then don't <laughs> <laughs> was it thatcher that never had social media till he got signed who's that sorry thatcher wasn't it like he has, has, he, has, he, even got, has he even got one now i think someone's got one for him on wwe oh really do you know what he's someone I, I, him and uh ach uh, i picked them I, I drove them around for a day once and mm -hmm. uh it actually like like 
obviously only spoke to Thatcher that one day uh, that I had him in the car. Uh, we had him at a cockpit show. He wrestled and then I had to drive him from um, uh, the London cockpit to an IPW show. And I can't remember where it was. Oh, but it was a bloody hell of a drive. There was traffic everywhere. But obviously, I got to spend so many, so much time with him and talk to him. I'll tell you what, what an absolute gem of a human being he is. Yes. Um, and he gave me a lot of like good in, like insight and just information on like how he wrestles. And I mean, it was like just the prime example. Like, uh, I think I, I think I'd got my first booking as a babyface around the time. And I asked him, I said, I've never wrestled as a baby face in my life. Um, and I enjoy being a prat while I'm out there. Uh, so I don't know how to go out there and be likable. Yeah. And he just said to me, he said, do you know what? He said, for me, the only difference, he said, when I do it is, um, he said, uh, I just sell more. Like, um, okay. have you noticed when you watch his stuff, uh, have you know, he, he, he tends to have the same sell, but it works really well. He drags his leg in his arm. Mm -hmm. Like if you watch him, even if no one, even if his leg hasn't been touched in a match, he really heavily drags a leg uh, after a match, um, and then he'll hold it. Like so, he always said to me, like as a as a babyface, he just sells a lot more during the match, and as a heel, he sells more after. Um, because obviously it's the way to create sympathy, and then if you sell more after a match. It's mm -hmm. the baby face over more because uh, it makes it look like they've kicked the shit out of you. Um, <laughs> and that was that was his that was that was a bit of info that I took away from him. That and he is yeah an absolute a lovely guy. Uh, and in fact, actually, I remember that it was such bad traffic that day. I drove him round. Um, obviously, I drove him to the show, and then I ended up going home. And uh, he actually texted me. I think when he either when he was at, went to the airport or when he got back to Germany. And uh, just to say thank you, and he like he didn't. Oh. I mean, he he met me that day. He didn't have to. Yeah. Care and like, and I was obviously being a bit stroppy with the traffic and whatnot because I didn't want to be <laughs> sat in traffic, did I? Who wants to be yeah. sat in traffic for ages? I was under pressure to get into the show on time. Um, and uh, yeah, so seeing him now, like seeing him doing so well now, uh, whenever he's whenever he's wrestling, like I, I have to watch his stuff. He's. Uh, I'm rooting for him so much. Um, he's so good. Yeah, but that, I, that he's someone just because I've like you met met him and spoke to him and how just how humble he is and how much of a nice chap he is. Um, yeah. I want him to do well so badly. Um, and obviously I've only caught a couple of his bits. Like I watched his, I think his first match with Champa was it the one the one he lost. Um, I can't remember. Did he get choked out or I can't remember he what tapped happened. out. I believe. It was on the takeover. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, he just, he's, he's just so good to watch. I don't, mm -hmm. I, I, he's, I struggled sometimes to watch a full match now without, I mean, looking at my phone every now and then yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. But I remember gawping at the telly for ages because his matches are so different to everything in, um, that's on any product, really, because he's just so gritty. But, um, yeah, yeah, great. Like, yeah, I know. I can't remember why you brought him up, Aiden, but yeah, good bloke. Uh, yeah, good bloke. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, um, thank you for joining us today, Rob.
Um, we'll let you get back to your parenting duties. Um, really appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day to, to join us. And hopefully uh, listeners, the young rookie trainees have, have learned something from, from your great experience. Oh, I doubt, I doubt it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but no, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, it was a uh, nice chat. I said I haven't, 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 uh, haven't chatted wrestling in a while. Not many people want to talk about wrestling at the moment. So, um, yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been fresh. It's been nice. Oh, I'm glad. It's been nice talking to you, Aidan, and, and, and you, Ben. It's not actually been that bad talking to you either. Well, I know which uh, T-shirt I just got in the post, and that I will be setting fire <laughs> to shortly. Hey, um, I meant to say actually when you when you messaged and uh, you you asked for the size you did, and then I said, "Oh, it's, it's just gone." You can blame um, who took it, George, for that. Uh, he was the one because he actually messaged me today, and he said, "Oh, it's turn up, mate." Cheers. And uh, I was, I'm talking to Ben later. He can uh, he can blame him because he he got in there like he messaged me like a I don't know like. Half an hour before you, or whatever. Oh, damn it, George! And, uh, I know. <laughs> I mean, when you said you were going to cut mine up anyway, I thought, well, wow, that's you know, George isn't going to cut his up because he's not going to want to get his guns out in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you can uh, you can beat George up when when the time comes. Good old new wave. I plan to. Don't worry. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, thank you once again for joining us. Uh, this has been a great episode, and. Uh, oh, any listeners, please check out uh, Rob's stuff, which you can find on the uh, Rev Pro app, correct? There's, yeah, Rev Pro, Rev Pro, uh, UPW. I've also got their on demand. I've got quite a bit of stuff on there. Uh, yeah, there's bits and bobs on YouTube. Some of it's all right, some of it's <laughs> rubbish. Um, I recognize that. So, uh, but yeah, we're all still learning and uh, it could be worse. <laughs> yes, it can always be nice. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Rob. We really appreciate it. No worries. Take care, guys. Cheers. Take care.